0: good afternoon grace gospel Church I'm Pastor Troy here with Pastor Trent and we're here to do our third podcast uh, this afternoon and I think we are going to wrap up our salvation series a little bit here uh, and and kind of ending the the topic of of salvation with being not of the world but still living in the world but more specifically being sent in the world with our uh, salvation being a saved individual so i think we have some bible verses here to to talk about um so we're going to definitely look forward to to looking at this kind of last step of salvation of what it really looks like to to now be saved but now going into the world and being sent in the world and uh, proclaiming the message of of christ so pastor trent um when i say that being in the world but not of the world what does that mean to you
1: well, we know that you know if if God desired, we could he could rapture us out of the world immediately once we come to know Christ, but he hasn't done that. He leaves us here and he gives us a mission, and that mission is to share his his love with others, to uh, to be a light in this world, to be the salt of the earth, to reach out to the people around us, our neighbors and and loved ones and the people in our community and to point them to Jesus and and bring people and lead people to a relationship with Jesus. So, we're here with a mission but we're not to go back to the old person that we used to be we're not to imitate the world or to
0: be influenced by the world, but we want we want to be a positive influence. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I think there's a sense of ministry to that too. Uh, an a- aspect of okay, going into the world, doing ministry. I would think the best definition I can think of ministry is is preaching, but also living out the message of salvation to the world around us, being Christ to others. I mm-hmm. think that's that's really a great definition of, of what that means. So uh, we're going to start by looking at a verse here in the Gospel of John, John chapter. 7. Seventeen. I've heard John chapter seventeen called uh, the real uh, sinner's prayer, or the real um, uh, prayer, or, or special commission, or whatever you want to call it. I, I've we we see throughout the Bible uh, special prayers that Jesus has, but also special mission commandments that Jesus offers. But I think John seventeen really summarizes the whole thing. Um, He's praying, praying for us, isn't praying he? Praying for us. That's a big thing, too, that people don't realize is he's not just praying for his disciples and the ones that were with him during that specific time, but he prays for the the ones to come, too, in the future, which, of course, would be you and I and even those who have since gone to be with the Lord and those who haven't been born yet. So there's a lot of people that uh, Jesus is praying for, and that, and that's his people, the body of Christ. So uh Pastor Trent, could you read that passage unless you had sure. something to say first? Sure, yeah. we're gonna
1: start in uh, verse thirteen of uh, John seventeen, and really the this um you know, this there's a larger passage we could read, but we want to focus <laughs> in on these verses thirteen and twenty-one. And Jesus says, But now I come to you, he's praying praying to his praying to his heavenly father, now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. For their sakes I I sanctify myself, that they um, themselves also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one even as you father are in me and i in you that they may also be in us so that the world may believe
0: that you sent me yeah there's a lot of rich things in that passage thank you for for reading that i think uh verse 17 something that really uh stands out for me sanctify them in the truth, because your word is truth, and I think that word sanctify, sanctification is really important because that's becoming closer and more like God, more like Christ. That that's a that's a, a constant strive. It's almost like you're on a ladder, moving up, 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 drawing closer. The sanctification process, becoming closer to God. So, really, in order to do that, we need to be sanctified in the truth. And we know the Word of God is true. We know God Word is true. We know the Person of Christ is true, and and that's exactly what He says in the next word. "Your Word is true. The Word of God is how we can be drawn closer to Him, um, being sanctified." So. As we are saved now, living in this world, being sanctified in God's truth and letting the Word of God do that, I think, is a really important part of of sanctification, what, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, and it seems like sometimes what we know in our, our personal relationships, the more you spend time with someone, sure. often the more you become like that person. And so the more we spend time with Christ in worship, in devotion, in prayer... Uh, the more we walk in fellowship with Christ, the more we 're going to resemble christ he 's going to transform us and transform our behavior and our and our thoughts and our actions and so uh the closer we draw to Christ, the more we look like christ and and
0: so that is you you 're talking about that process of sanctification yeah um, yeah, yeah it 's all right there and um i I love even the next part as you sent me into the world, we know that. Jesus has always been. He, before time began, he has been. Uh, uh, so before Abraham was, I am. Those were words that Jesus spoke. So Jesus has pre-existence. We know that, that the, the incarnation or the birth of Christ was not the true beginning of Christ. Uh, so having that in mind, I think we need to understand that when we're looking at the next verse. As, as he says, As you sent me into the world. I also have sent them into the world. And I think this is this is where we have I think the the meat of of the passage and the meat of what it means to be here because we know that it would have been easy for for Jesus uh, God the Son to have been stayed in heaven uh sitting on the right right hand of God in majesty and fullness but he came down to the world uh God sent him into the world. Uh, and now Jesus has sent us, being sanctified, being pure, being cleansed from sin, now into the world as well. So he's 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 telling God here, "You sent me into the world. Now I have sent my disciples into the world. I have sent my people into the world, just as you have sent me." And I and think that's just a, I just think that's a beautiful illustration of a, an intimate moment between Jesus and God the Father of, of re- remembering what his purpose was to come, but also that our purpose is very similar, to draw people closer to God, that he was the, the reconciled to that. And uh, when we when when really grasp these truths, I think our, our Christian life, our Christian experience here on earth can really, really come to life.
1: Mm-hmm. And he knows it's not going to be easy for them because, I mean, that's really the whole purpose of the prayer. Yeah. He knows that this is going to be a struggle, it's going to be a battle, it's going to be difficult because they're they're going in some ways they're going into hostile territory. Here's uh-huh. people who have uh, been saved, these disciples and and us, um you know, come into a relationship with God and then we go into the world to carry out this mission and it's not going to be easy. It's not easy to live out the Christian life and there's challenges and and trials and temptations and and so that's I think that's really also the focus of this part of the prayer is uh-huh. is protect them and and watch over them and and one of the parts of that prayer is is that they not you know they're not of the world you know that they not go back to the world and not um, uh, you know
0: resume that that sort of uh, a mindset is that is that how you see that Yeah, I definitely see it like that. It, it's it's a new walk. Of, it's it's a change in direction almost. Mm-hmm. It's it's a change of direction. That look at God has sent me into the world to proclaim this truth, and now I am sending into you into the world after god has or christ has sent you into the world as as a changed man or woman uh ready for for service ready for ministry ready for uh living out the christian faith there's no turning back i think even in in luke he says um, he who looks back and doesn't plow forward, there's no place for him in, in the kingdom of God. And I think there's no second guessing when, when you really understand this and you understand your marching orders. And I think going back to what Pastor Trent said about uh, you know this being a, a difficult thing that, that Jesus knows that he's putting us into, um, a couple of chapters earlier, uh, same same night of, of his betrayal in John chapter 15, he says, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, because I chose you out of the world, because of this, the world hates you. And I think that right there sums up a lot of it, too, of looking at that the world... And Christ are are in conflict with one another. It's you can't have both. You have to choose one, and I think the one with the most rewards, the one with the most joy, the one with the most peace, the most happiness, but also the most difficult one is going to be the one with Christ. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I and I think. Um when we talk about the world and, you know, sometimes that phrase, that, that word is used in different senses in scripture and here, not of the world. And he's talking about sort of the world as hostile to God or the world that's estranged from God, the forces of the world that are separated from God, um, the the darkness of this world. And so um, we know that God loves the world and we'll get to that here in just a second. But I think in, in this sense of the word, we're not of the world. We're no longer of that those that um that realm the realm that's in opposition to god and so we need to not follow that that path anymore but we also need to not worry about mm-hmm. what the world thinks of us as as followers of christ and sometimes when when we do experience that pushback you know or that negativity towards um you know towards us because we are followers of christ or because we are different we might be discouraged or we might feel bad about that or we might want to be liked we love everybody wants to be liked mm-hmm. but i think jesus here is is telling them don't don't worry about it when the yeah. world hates you or mm-hmm. when the world gives you a hard time mm-hmm. Remember how they treated me, right? And not just me, but the prophets who came beforehand.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I'm um, talking about this in Sunday school a little bit with with literal, you know, Word of God we know to be true. And I, I mentioned this in a sermon back in November here at uh, Grace Gospel Church. But 52 countries in the world, it's illegal to own the Bible, the the 66 books, uh, the Bible. And I think that right there should show you a lot of. Of the world's the words hostile to the name of Jesus Christ and God's word itself. So, when we think of the world, you know, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So, there's aspects of the world that he loves. Of course, he loves humanity. He loves nature. He wants to preserve the, the you know, the, the world that he created. He wants humanity to to exist, to worship him. So, there's a level of the world that God very much loves. He loves individuals. He yeah. loves individuals of the world. But... The worldly, when we think when we talk about worldly things, it's it's of course we know the god of this world is is the 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 and that's that's Satan. So um, there's aspects of the world that's that's flooded with sin and flooded with darkness, and that sin uh, is is so much around. So when we say not of the world, it's that aspect of the world because of course he loves all individuals mm-hmm. as one.
1: I think when we talk about being a worldly person or, you know, with the worry about being a worldly Christian mm-hmm. or um, that's that's what we're talking about here is going back to that mm-hmm. mindset or thinking along those ways. There's several passages in the New Testament that warn us not to follow the ways of the world or not to be worldly. Mm-hmm. One of those is, um, is in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, mm-hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is. First uh, John chapter 2, 15 says, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And again, that passage isn't saying don't love the people. It's, right. it's not telling us not to love people. We, we are to love the people just as God loves the yeah. people. But it's saying don't love the ways of the world. <laughs> don't love the worldly mindset, and, and don't go back to that
0: anymore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a passage not, not on the list on our list here, but uh, I know in Colossians chapter 3, Paul's encouraging the people to not set their mind on worldly things, but things above, heavenly things. And then that next verse, he says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ. So there's an element there, too, of not setting our on the things of this earth, the the worldly things. So a worldly person, like you, Pastor Tread, said, is it it's worldly ideas, things that are contrary or or not maybe heavenly focused or heavenly mindset, because ultimately that is our goal right there is to be with God in heaven one day. Uh, that should be our, our new home, our new home fo- focus, not the present world. So to not be of the world is, is to set our minds on things. Well, it's as simple as not of the world, the things that matter to the world, uh, the lusts of the world. Uh, but instead, be transformed. I love, I love that Romans 12 passage that you read to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And really, on even a, a psychology level, we could we could say that the brain has the ability to change itself. So we, the brain has the ability on its own when someone, of course comes to Christ to change its its wiring to be more um, accepting and more more focused on on the uh, the path of God the the things that that the bible teaches to be good uh so we know that our brain even has the ability to be not conformed to the world but to be transformed Mm -hmm. through the mind that focuses on the things not hostile to god but the things that are pleasing and honoring to god
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's like the spirit of god is he's the one who's who's transforming us and um, he's the one who's renewing us and um we know that if we're putting our mind you know we form those patterns like you (laughs) said those patterns of our mind and if we're filling our mind with with worldly things we know we know that that's uh, it's going to take us back to the old path whereas if we Set our mind on the things of god it's going to take us in that other direction Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. and and i think that none of this is possible without the cross too it's not just teachings of jesus that tell us this it's because of the the new life that we have through him to the death and resurrection of christ and i think uh, paul really hones that in, in in the book of galatians when he says but may it never be that i would boast except in the cross of our lord jesus christ through which the world has been crucified to me and to i to the world so there's that that element of of God drawing us to Him, and that's possible through the cross. And and Paul, someone who was of the world for for many years and was committed of doing worldly things and didn't have the, the proper worldview of what his life should be like with with God and with Christ, he has that experience of. It wasn't until I met Jesus through the cross, right, till I saw what the cross means and now that I won't boast in anything of the world I love that song I will not boast in anything uh, but I will boast in Jesus Christ his death and resurrection Um, so Paul really understands that of, of that to be boastful in something should be about the cross and the Lord Jesus Christ not of the world but of him
1: so yeah and I think um you know we we talked about this is a passage i think we read last week um where in colossians 1 it says he trans he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins and so it's it's like we've been removed from that that old domain we've we've been transformed we're not there anymore we're not prisoners we don't have to we don't have to live in that path, we we can choose to live in the light and to follow Christ.
0: Right, right. That's really important because it shows us that um, we've been transferred. We've been redeemed. We talked about that last week of being redeemed. What does that mean to be a redeemed person? Well, it means that they're not of the world anymore. It means they're of Christ. It means that they're not following the desires of the flesh. They're not designed following the desires of the world but they have been transformed to a new creation a new creation that is centered on the person of the lord jesus christ who has called us to a new life so there, there's so many so many passages here maybe we can let me pick out two more th- ones that i think uh are, are good maybe verse uh chapter, uh chapter five of of matthew um, could you read that, Pastor Trent Matthew sure, chapter 5, sure. and verses I think, 13 through sure. 16? I,
1: I think here's the, yeah, we talked about not being of the world, but we don't want to abandon. Correct. Abandon the world. Yes. And it's like God hasn't abandoned the world. Right. Um, God loves the world. And, and so we, we need to remember our mission. And God puts, puts us here for a reason to make a difference. And I think these verses really capture that. Uh, we're here for a reason in the world to make a difference, to point people to Jesus. And Jesus tells us in Matthew 5, 13 through 16, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven.
0: Yeah, and that's just such a great illustration of, of being salt and light. And I think what's beautiful about that is I think it shows um, us that we're all individuals too, but we're all called to be salt and light. So for example... You know, I have my own different gifts. Pastor Trent has his own different gifts. You might have your own different gifts and a part of the body of Christ. But at the end of the day, we're still called for the same service to be salt and light to the world. We may use that differently. Some may be with preaching, some be with music, some may be with one-on-one conversations. Some might be through just their workforce, The you know, the business industry, teaching, whatever that looks like. It may look differently. However, the one thing that stays the same is us being salt and light into the world. Mm-hmm. salt where we can we can taste the goodness and light uh, being shined before men in a way where people can see uh, so there's all things right there that that show us. Um, so I, I wanted to close maybe with uh, a verse that really means a lot to me that I think really when I was able to grasp I think it really showed me my identity of someone who has been set apart from the world and and into the kingdom of God, but also to still live in in this this earthly realm. And that's going to be found in Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 15. And, and the Apostle Paul writes to the church of Philippi, he says, do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God, above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and preserved, perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights of the world. So that God has, I'm, I'm done with the verse, but I'm saying, so God has called us to to show ourselves in the world, even though that the world is crooked, even though it's perverse and in, in, in everything, generations upon generations of the past have all been sinful, have all been into its own different uh, sinful cultures or generation. But through that all, through all of this, through no matter what world or generation or culture we've been brought up in, we know that we have been called to be lights of the world, to still put ourselves in that world of, of crookedness and perversion, but to still be a light in that world. And, and for me, that just gives me so much peace and comfort to know that I am special, I am redeemed, I am saved, and I am called into this World. Anything about that passage that really yeah, speaks to you? Yeah,
1: definitely. And I think here's here's where we find that balancing act. That we are in the world. We're not, God hasn't taken us out of the world yet because no. He has a purpose for us. But uh, we're not of the world. So don't follow the path or the mindset. But remember, you know, don't don't. When we talk about being of the in the world, not of the world, the danger is that we could just have this fortress mentality and sort of withdraw and pull back and stay in the walls of the church and say no no I don't want the world to influence me so I'm just going to stay over here in my christian circle and only with my christian friends and doing christian things and so that way I won't be affected but I think that's not that's not what we're called to do and we're called we're sent out we're sent out into the world to make a difference. And I think that's exactly what that passage is talking about. What you're talking about yeah. is is to, to say that we're not of the world doesn't mean that we need to pull back and put right. up walls. and But we need to, to be like Jesus, who right. who was a friend yeah. to tax collectors and sinners. He reached out to people. He met people where they were. He showed them the love of God where they were. Not to leave them where they were, but to bring them and point them to God and, and to
0: bring them into a relationship with God and that's our mission as well absolutely and I think a big criticism that people had with Jesus in his day was that he was around sinners so much and that he was immersing himself with sinners and I think that's something that the, the Pharisees and the religious leaders of his time had a big problem with but really he was doing that better than anyone Of, of definitely not being of the world in any sense of, of him being completely sinless and, and never committing a sin on earth as he was pure and righteous and god himself but still being around people who were in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation but calling them out of that and into uh his uh kingdom ultimately that's what it's all about of of ministry true ministry but also him on his own of being the light into the world and then calling you look at even the book of acts now after jesus had changed these these men's lives like peter and john um They were the lights of the world for that period. Then we see Paul. So we see this pattern, almost this this passing of the torch of of ministry going on in the New Testament of Jesus transforming a culture for Christ, and then those people taking it to to a, a new ends of the earth of of crooked and perverse generations and changing them. So really, there there has to be ministry in this uh aspect i think that that's the new testament model we see of sharing this message to the world mm-hmm. um and, and i think that's that's so important
1: Yeah, you're here to make we're here to make a difference we're here to make an yeah. impact and and don't be like the world right but don't run
0: from the world either right right and that should motivate us in our jobs and our family and everything everything it should motivate us to know that we have a purpose we're called to do something good we're called to be in here we have a mission we have marching orders and it's just it's just all there for us to grab so uh that 's I think we 've covered a lot there i I think of course we could probably go on and on, but I think I you know to make this short and sweet of of looking at kind of the last big aspect of of salvation, anything you want to you want to close with pastor Trent? yeah I think
1: um yeah, just uh, be the salt and light you know just yes. as we've we've talked about here today so how how are you making the world a better place? how are you impacting the people around you and um, at the same
0: time asking ourselves, am I Am I being influenced or am I influencing for good? Right. Yes. Am I being influenced or am I the one the influencer? That that's such a great a great thing to close on. So Pastor Trent, could you sure. again close us in prayer?
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time together. We thank you for these words. We thank you for your prayer, Lord, that you prayed for us. Just you were praying for your disciples, yes. but you were praying for us today and we're reminded that it's not easy to be a disciple to be to follow you in this world, but Lord, we know that it, it is rewarding, and that's what you've sent us to do to make a difference. And so, Lord, help us to stay focused on you, to set our sights above, not on the things below, but on the things above, and and onto you, to be renewed and to be transformed. Help us to to be an influence, and not to be so withdrawn, that we don't have any kind of an, an effect on those around us. But Lord, help us to be involved and to build relationships and build bridges with our neighbors and, and the people around us, our community, those who don't know you, our coworkers, our fellow students, wherever we are, to reach out and to build bridges and to point people to you. Help us to shine and help us to remain with that, that, that flavor, that the flavor of God, to go with, with us wherever we go in this world. We thank you, Lord, for your love for us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen.